Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Reflections on Black Mirror, the sub-series of Casting Views where we take an episode of Black Mirror and we cast our reviews on it. When I say we, the other half of me is Dan S. Hi Dan. Hello, good evening. We're about the third season in and I've made that really formal introduction to this episode, haven't I, which I haven't yeah, done yeah, before. Yeah, well done. Yeah. And also called you my other half in this, so I don't know how you feel about Did that. You? I, didn't even, yeah. I didn't even clock <laughs> that. That was my subconscious that I kind of expect that. <laughs> how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Um, and how are things with you? I'm okay, but at the time of recording, I'm getting these episodes backed up. I haven't, I've got to get them edited and, and out. So yeah, that's what I'm going to be spending the next few nights doing. As always, we are taking an episode of Black Mirror. This is episode three of series three. Before we get into it, I just want to head this episode up by saying, so the episode itself doesn't go into any graphic detail and we're not going to go into any graphic detail, but the episode does involve the implication of characters viewing child pornography. So just wanted to make it important to highlight that there but as i said we're not going to go into graphic detail and neither does the program if you still want to watch that episode it's called shut up and dance the episode was written by charlie brooker and william bridges william bridges who was new to the television industry pitched three ideas to brooker and the executive producer annabelle jones and although none of them were developed further he then was sent a draft script of Shut Up and Dance to work on, which premiered uh, along with all the other episodes in Series 3. So, I mean, obviously there's a, a cast, a whole cast of, of people in this, but the two main actors uh, that we'll refer to, you've got Alex Lauva as Kenny and Jerome Flynn as Hector, which I thought it was good fun seeing Jerome Flynn again. I haven't seen him on TV for a while, and I know this was obviously sort of seven years ago, but at one point it felt like he was always on our TV, wasn't it? Jerome Flynn's the older guy, right? the guy who plays Hector. Yeah. I'm not sure I recall what he's been in. remember him. No, what, Robson what's and Jerome, in? he was in... Um... Oh, here we go. Now, I'm not going to remember. Oh, they were in that uh, Soldier, Soldier. And then he, him and his co-star went on to do a brief pop career. Do you not remember that? No, no. I feel like I kind of recognised him, but I would have no idea where he was from. He was in Game of Thrones. If you um, if you IMDb him, or I'm sure other movie database websites are available, you probably see he's been in loads of things that you've yeah. seen. He was just one of those people that was everywhere for a while. Anyway, let's crack on. So before we get into this, we'll obviously, you know, talk about it after, but I was going to say two things to you. One, again, I found this quite a disturbing episode. I don't know your views on that. Yes, I think, yeah, dis- disturbing. But I think that that's also the idea um, yeah. as well. It's designed to do that, I think. But the other thing I've been thinking about today before we come in to record it is, I think it's a difficult episode to do what we normally do. And like I said, without giving too many spoilers away yet, is a lot of the episodes have kind of got like a tech twist or a real something that you can dive into and debate afterwards but this feels like it's almost a pure piece of drama there isn't the tech element to it and it feels like it's more going to be a review than some of our previous episodes do you get what i mean let's see how it goes okay okay <laughs> I, <all right. laughs> I think we could discuss most things so we'll, we'll see how that statement goes yeah, but I, I, I i know what you mean though because it obviously touches touches subjects that people don't like talking about yeah, it feels so like it's a Black Mirror episode in tone, but not in almost like how they project something that could happen in the future or a, an innovative use of tech, I think is what I mean. 
I guess I guess what you're saying is if you watched this episode in isolation and didn't know it was linked to Mira, it doesn't. It could be a one-off drama. Um, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't watch it and think, "Oh God, that's a Black Mirror episode." It's just a very good one-off drama. As always, please do butt in if if you've got anything <laughs> to say or you want to correct me. So it starts off really weirdly, actually, but then it comes full circle. But it starts off with a woman driving into an empty car park, doesn't it? She gets out, looks distraught, and then that's it. And then we cut to a scene in the kitchen of a restaurant where we meet the main uh, character of this episode, Kenny. He's working there. And I picked this up and I didn't, again, it was funny that I made a note of this because I had watched this episode. I was going to say I had watched this episode ages ago, but I forgot about some of the minor details in it. So I wrote here that a little girl and her mum are leaving the restaurant. He runs over because the girl's forgotten her toy and he runs over to make sure she's got it. The next couple of scenes still in a restaurant is implied he's like a loner, isn't it? I think he's at the back and the other waiters and kitchen staff, not not, not bullying him, but he's he's like eating his lunch outside, isn't he, in the, the alleyway? Yes, yeah. And they're making fun of him. He goes home and his sister has got his laptop, which has really annoyed him. She's complaining to him anyway that it's frozen and he asked what she's been doing and she goes I was just trying to install a free film app or an app that can make you get free films he snatches it off her runs into his room I think he locks the door doesn't he and as he reboots it it comes up with an advert like a malware advert and then the google homepage comes up in foreign languages and so he downloads a malware remover and runs it and then it's this point where you kind of get the first inclination of what's happening. You see him, but from the viewpoint of his webcam. Yeah. It then cuts to the next day and he's again in the in a restaurant and he's talking to the waitress who works there. Well, I'm not sure if she was a manager, but the other guys there again start making fun of him when she walks away or when he walks away from her. Then I think it's the next day you see him putting a lock on the outside of his bedroom door to... I presume, stop his sister going in to take his laptop. Now, at this point, that's weird, right? Even if you have got, like, somebody who keeps coming into your room, that just felt a bit weird, right? It did feel a bit weird. Yeah, and I think it just it's, it's meant to highlight the fact that he wants to keep himself to himself, doesn't he? And he's a very private person. Same as at the restaurant, he's a bit of a loner. He, yeah. he just want to, yeah, just kind of, it's almost like he's trying to build up this private sanctum, but as we know at this point, it's not private at all because we've we've had the hint that he's being watched. So he's, yeah, maybe it touches upon the whole, you know, nothing is private in the digital world, even even though what you do physically. There was a little bit of that, wasn't that? Yeah, and something you said there actually has kicked off something in my mind for a discussion point after. But yeah, um. So anyway, so he's put the lock on, and you see late that evening. He is watching TV with his sister. Then he goes up to his room, locks himself inside his room, and then basically begins the process of starting to pleasure himself. <laughs> all day, all day I've been thinking about how you're going to describe that part. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Again, you don't see anything, but yeah, he's, he's getting a box of tissues and he starts undoing his jeans. And, and it's at this point, as he's starting to undo the belt on his jeans, we see that from the point of view of his webcam. Anyway, jump cuts to him washing his hands in his bathroom. When he gets back, there's an email waiting for him that says, we know what you did. He opens it and there's a video clip of him showing him undress. 
Um, so he's obviously, it's real. It's not a scam. It's not a hoax. And it also says, reply with your phone number or we post what you did. He sends his number and he gets a text back saying to keep location services on and your phone charged. He then gets a message saying he has been activated. Obey us or we leak the video and then gets given a location to get to within 45 minutes. And I think it's probably just worth adding. Sorry, I don't know if you're about to come on to that, but the, the way his character was at that point is proper panicked. Like, isn't it? He's all jittery oh, yes, yeah. and he's yeah. he's freaked out. He's He's scared. And obviously at this point, we think it was just pleasuring himself as a, the normal teenage boy would. So I think I kind of watched this bit and go, oh, what's the big deal? It's a bit embarrassing type thing. But he was like proper freaked, wasn't he? To the point where he was shaking, sending a text. Well, I think there's a shame thing, isn't there? It's made painfully clear he's very quiet, very isolated, very introverted. And if you've caught someone, if, or if someone's caught you, sorry, doing what he was doing, I guess panic and shock because I was going to come onto it after I couldn't, well, I didn't want to look Google for articles on it, but there was a lot of scams going around sort of five or six years ago of this, getting an email saying, we know so, what websites you've gone to. And... I've had, I've had that email. Okay. Right. Yeah. Cause, cause I have a hot, I have a hotmail address and I think hotmail kind of got hit with a lot of these and my junk mail filter gets all sorts. And one of these, what it was an email very really? similar to that saying, We've we've watched you do what you do. Um, click on this link and pay us some money, type thing. And obviously, you know, I'm old enough and wise enough to know it's a scam. Um, but you know, and it's people... not shameful to look at Tottenham Hotspur on the on the internet <laughs> anymore, is it? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I could say what what can they find? Be watching Tottenham lose on, on a weekend. Um, but I think we'll come back to this after because I think there's some interesting stuff we could say around that. But yeah, oh, and and it's funny because then the first thing he does after is like stick some blue tack on his webcam, isn't it? Which is obviously yeah, too yeah, late. True, yeah. yeah, too late. So he's got to get to this location in 45 minutes, but he doesn't drive. He's only got a bike. And I think it says he's, it would take him 57 minutes. So I think he's got really sort of pedal like crazy. He gets to location. It's like at the top of a multi-story car park, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Which I thought at the time was like, bloody hell, he's just biked for 45 minutes. Now he needs to go up one of those spiral ramps. If he knackered by the time he gets to the top. Do you know what? I didn't even think that because, yeah, you don't see it. It kind of jump cuts a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The way your mind works. So, yeah. <laughs> when he gets there, he's standing on his own and then a like a motorbike, a moped pulls up. A man gets off, hands him a box that has a number on it and it says fragile on it. As he gives Kenny the box, a man also takes a photo of him. Kenny then says, you know, what's going on? And, and the man says to him, look, just do whatever they say and you're out. He is then told to deliver this package he's got to a certain location. He's then getting on a bus, isn't he? This time he's yeah, taking he, a bus. He, he, tried, he tried riding the bike while holding the box, didn't he? And the box was just too yeah. big to hold. So he yeah. abandoned his bike and then got on the bus. As he's on the bus, he opens the box and it's a cake that says, I love you on it. He gets to where he's going. It's like a hotel. He knocks on the door. There's a voice. The guy won't open it. He texts the people on the phone who are talking to him. And we've got no idea who they are, by the way. There's no there's no indication who they are. He texts them to say he's not opening. And they respond back saying, tell him Mindy sent you. He knocks on the door. He says that. And Hector, played by Jerome Flynn, opens the door straight away. Uh, Hector starts questioning Kenny. And whilst he is, he gets texts of his own, which he then looks distressed at and runs into his bathroom. When he comes out, Hector starts drinking. And I kind of thought that was, that was really 
it's subtle, but it's obviously just stresses how stressed he is, isn't it? Because he starts opening the minibar and, and nobody goes into the minibar because they're so expensive, right? And he just starts pulling all the, the, the alcohol out, doesn't he? His texts told him that he and Kenny have to work together. They have to take the cake to an address via a car that's waiting for them in the car park. And this is also the car park that we see at the start. Hector starts explaining on the way to the location that he was seeing a prostitute. And I think he says, um, you know, he's been married for years, he's got a kid, and he just wanted to have an affair with a younger person again. He said they exchanged photos and these photos got to the bad people. And his blackmail reasoning was ultimately if his wife found out about him seeing a prostitute, she would leave him, she would take the kids, and basically he, he wouldn't be able to live without his kids. At this point, Kenny then starts crying and, you know, Hector asks him what his problem was and they say they filmed him masturbating and Hector starts laughing, I think, doesn't he? He says, but everybody does that. It's almost like he's saying, why are you so stressed? What have they got on you? Yeah. They stop at a petrol station and while there, Hector meets, I think it's a teacher from the school of his kids, isn't it? Or someone from like the PTA. Yes, I think it was someone from a PTA. So I think it was a fellow parent, but not direct friends. Like a, yeah. just part part of the same group. And it's just, I, lo- I I thought she was great because she she's clearly just introduced to add a bit of or further stress to to Hector yeah. and, and Kenny, wasn't it? Because he sends Kenny in to pay, and when he comes out, they're talking. And bear in mind, they they're on a countdown clock. I can't remember. Does he offer to take her, or does she ask him for a lift to where she lives? Well, no. So what happened was they introduced, and then he kind of said, "Well, we've got to go now because we've got to." We've got to give Kenny a lift to a train station, which obviously was a lie. And then she kind of said, oh, if you're going to a train station, you're going past yeah. where I need to go. Um, yeah. And I was like, well, we're in a rush. And she goes, oh, don't worry, I'll get out quickly type thing. So we're in a situation where they can't really say no to this lift because of the story they've told. And then they get in the car and give her a lift. And as soon as they start going in the wrong direction, they start getting text messages saying, you're going the wrong way. You need to turn around. You need to turn around. And then they start getting more frantic while trying to be normal for this woman in the back of the car who's trying to have a normal conversation. And he's he's just putting his foot down, isn't he? He's just literally yeah. sort of overtaking dangerously. She's been screaming about it. Was hand, handbrake turns and they're like, well, yeah. he, can't miss his, he can't miss his train. <laughs> yeah, because that's right. Because Hector said Kenny was his nephew and yeah. Kenny can't drive. So that's why he was driving. Oh, and that was the other thing. Yeah, like you said, they knew straight away. So... However, they're tracking them. They're tracking them really well. So it's not, again, yeah. it's not a hoax. This is, yeah, this is serious for them. So they drop her off. They get to the location they're going to, and they get a message to say, "Look in the cake." They dig into the cake and they find a gun, sunglasses, and a hat. And they get a text saying they have to decide who will be the driver and who will be the robber. Uh, Kenny can't drive, so he's going to have to be the robber. But he doesn't want to, you know, you can see because he's clearly now he's going to be upping himself in the crime stakes here. And it was this bit, wasn't it? Hector then turned and really started almost like laying into verbally laying into Kenny, didn't he? And I, I thought this scene was so well acted. The, the the way that Hector kind of showed desperation and getting angry to get to a point where they were both going to do what needs to be done. And Kenny's utter being scared. Um, of what was about to happen. I thought that scene was really, really good. 
you kind of really feel for Kenny as well because he goes into the bank with the gun to Rob and when he's in there, he urinates himself, doesn't he? He, yeah. he, he wets himself because he's so terrified. They give him the money. He comes back out. They then go to a location and Hector is told to destroy the car and Kenny is told to take the money somewhere. Kenny ends up going into the woods, gets to his location where there's another man waiting. When he gets there, the man takes a drone out of a bag which has a, a video camera on it and he sets it off so it starts hovering above them. The man then asks Kenny for the money, and he goes, have you got the prize money? Kenny says, what money? What prize money? He goes, the prize money for the fight. The man says, basically, they have to fight, and whoever wins takes the money. Now, you kind of then get the impression that it's going to be a fight to the death, ultimately, isn't it? Whoever yeah. walks away. Kenny pulls the gun out and tries initially to kill himself, and and again, it's like you were saying, I think it's really important to say this guy who plays Kenny really did show like a vulnerability throughout the whole episode, didn't he? Yeah. He tries to kill himself with the gun, but there are no bullets in there. The man then lunges at him and it cuts away and you hear punches being landed and, and blows being landed. Just before they started that fight, I think it's important to mention is they start having that discussion about what each other did, didn't they? And Sorry, kind yes, of... you're absolutely right. Yeah. Kenny, on, Kenny. Kenny made out that he'd seen some photos, uh, watched some photos, and um, then the other guy claimed he watched some photos about people, but he said he made it clear it was about children. I can't remember the exact words. I think he says, how young were they? How yeah, young how were young they? were they? Yeah, um, yeah. And he made out he was a paedophile and kind of was watching photo, watching videos, photos of, of what he shouldn't. And at this point, I don't think Kenny acknowledges that it was the same, but kind of he didn't disagree either. Like he... Yeah, then they kind of got into got into their fight, but I thought that was quite a big moment. Yeah, no, you're right, and, and absolutely, I've, yeah, I've, I've written about everything else, but didn't have the key point there. And and you're right, it was just a subtle one or two lines where it was something along the lines of, um, I looked at pictures, you know, and he said I, I did the same. He goes, how young were they? Because the man must have known. Yeah. So nothing is said, nothing is implicitly said, and like I said, you don't see anything, but that moment is when the whole episode turns for you, isn't it, as a viewer? Yeah. And you realise everything that you felt sorry for the, him. Well, let, let's just finish. We've only got a few more things, and then we'll discuss that bit. So they then fight. It cuts away, but you hear the fight happening. Hector returns home, thinking he's done everything he needs to. He's destroyed the car. He sees his daughter sleeping in the room, shuts the door, and he then gets a text, and it's that internet troll face, isn't it? He then goes into his bedroom and he sees his wife crying and she says, who's Mindy? It then cuts to the other couple of characters. So we see the woman who drove the car into the car park at the start of the episode. She gets the same text and then she's looking at the internet and it's revealed she's a CEO of a company who sent a racist email, wasn't it? I think she was yeah. trying to cover that. We then, oh, this is it because my, uh, my note stopped here. We then see the man who was on the moped and you and I were talking before we joined we see him arguing with his family but i don't think we know he's he's kind of standing there silent isn't he in the middle of a room where he and it kind of zooms out but i don't think it reveals what he did um or if it did i've completely yeah. missed it probably there was so so much shock at that that scene because when you see hector get that text and that troll face and then you hear that text message go off all the characters you know exactly what's happening so you you, yeah. you then realize that she was a bad person that boped man was a bad person um and then after that we see it's on kenny's walking back so he survived the fight 
badly bruised and he gets a text from his mum, doesn't he? He gets a phone call. No, he, he gets oh, a sorry, text. Sorry, phone call. Yes, it's a phone call. Yeah. Get, I think he gets a text dist- with a smiley face yeah. and the phone call at the same time, doesn't he? Yeah, she's distressed. She's going, you know, the the video, you know, what have you done? What have you done? We, we've we seen it. Your sister's seen it. And it's her, it's her reveals about the children, definitely, at this point, yeah. isn't it? Because she said they're children or something along those lines. Yeah. And it's at that point where everything's been clarified, but, but we've just been watching it. He wasn't yeah. just pleasuring himself over, <laughs> I don't know how to say this, normal stuff. <laughs> But he's been pleasuring himself over something which is obviously wrong and it's of paedophiliac content. Like you said, that is the clincher in terms of what he's done. And then just at that moment, you then see flashing blue lights, don't you? And the police yeah. have gone there and they've stopped him. And I, and I think that's how it ends, isn't it? Yeah, correct, yeah. As an episode, like I said, really disturbing, both in terms of the the end revelation I mean, it's a hell of a twist, isn't it? It's a hell of a twist. Yeah, and do, do you know what that twist did for me at the end? Is when it was kind of... And I don't think I clocked the conversation in the woods that he might have also been watching stuff he shouldn't have been watched. I don't think I clocked it at that point, And I only clocked yeah. it on the reveal at the end. And at that point, my empathy completely changed toward, towards that character. When it was kind of like... When it, when it found out what he'd done. And... Yeah, when it found out there was children involved in, in what he was watching, at that point, any empathy I had just completely disappeared. Well, absolutely, and it has to. And the thing is, what the programme was clever at doing was making you feel so sorry for him. And and big part of that has to go to the actor portraying him yeah. so well as a scared, terrified. Um, and I think it has parallels with, um, is it White Bear? Yep, no, yeah, yeah. Is it White Bear? White Bear is the one where they kept on re- the criminal kept on repeating yeah. herself throughout yeah. the day, or for every day. So yeah, because you feel sorry for her at the start, don't you? For uh, for the for the majority of the episode, because you you think she's being tormented, but at the last minute, you get the rug pulled out from under you. You find out that she's involved in a in a child murder. Just to go back to what you said, yeah, because the key thing for me was when they were about to fight in the woods, and it, you kind of then get the revelation of what he did. That was important for me because. As he's walking back, I think you can tell there's almost like a sense of relief because he's come out, he's won. He's, I mean, firstly, we've got to assume he's killed someone, so he's now also committed murder, right? Yeah. But he's now out. And, and, robbed, and robbed a bank. Oh, and robbed a bank, yeah. But he's now out of the clutches of this group. So I think ultimately he's feeling relief, which now I'm saying that makes it even worse because, yeah, he's now a, he's now a, a criminal in terms of stealing and robbing a bank, but he's, he's, he's murdered someone as well. I mean, yeah. And it was, yeah. And I think all the characters are like that as well, right? They, they, there was a period, all the surviving characters, obviously not the one that died. All those surviving characters felt relief because they've done what they were asked to do. And then it was taken away from them. What, you know, the, the, the black man at the start is what happened anyway, but they've just committed, crimes along the way so it did get to a point where that relief was co- completely distinguished wasn't it because all their worst fears come true the things they were trying to protect i also think that the interesting thing is is i felt like each of the crimes had a level and obviously the thing that kenny did was seen as the most severe because he got put in a death uh, fight to the death whereas the others yeah 
the things yeah. that get revealed are obviously disastrous, but they will get over them and and kind of move move on with their lives. Whereas Kenny's one is a little bit different, isn't it? Because he was in a, a fight to the death, so he was. I felt like that crime was deemed as the most important one because that was the most serious consequence. You know, the other thing is obviously the other two characters, Moped Man, as we'll call him, and Car Park Woman. We didn't. <laughs> yeah, we don't see what they've had to do. We don't see what they've had to do. We only see them for those two bits. But yeah, no, no, you're right. She obviously left the car in the car park for him to get away in. So she was complicit to the bank robbery. And he was obviously complicit as well because he's, he's also transporting the gun and the, the, the disguise. But you're right, their crime, they're not as serious as robbing a bank and having to commit murder. So basically, yeah, Kenny has committed the two worst crimes, the child pornography and, and the murder, you know. Like I said, it's a, it's a good episode or a clever episode in how they've written it. What what are your views on it generally though? Because I mean, what? And again, we keep coming back to this sometimes. Like, do you need to know everything or not? I I, I stopped watching it thinking, who are these people that are doing that? You know, do you know what like I wanted to know. Yeah, I kind of get that, and then you kind of go through that dilemmas. Are these people? They're like, I guess you could call them like hacker vigilantes or something along those lines. So what they're doing feels severe, but they're doing it to bad people. So is that like a Robin Hood? type type character but the other thing i thought would have been absolutely fantastic if it turned out to be the sister was the mastermind and at the start she was just installing Uh, something on his laptop uh, to kind of start off and i thought because i think i went through the episode thinking she's got something to do with this because she had the laptop obviously never came out that way but i thought that would have been such a fantastic ending but you see what i mean at the start now when i was saying that i think it's a harder one to review because for me, it's just the story is the story. It's it's a shocking story. It's got that twist at the end. But I'm not sure how we can debate such things. You know, like I said, it's not got a bit of tech that has changed the way they live. It's not got some. It's not got something futuristic. When I said that, though, you you mentioned about how cameras are everywhere, and I guess that probably was where that episode was coming from. Because again, we've got to remember this was seven years ago. So I'm not saying webcams were new then, but yeah. Everything's got them now, haven't they? Every laptop, TVs. Well, it's, it's not not just laptops, just online privacy as a whole. It's just, it's scary what people can have access to. And you think about social media and Facebook and, you know, you could get to a point if you don't lock down your um, Facebook account. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. I saw, you know, sometimes Facebook does a, here's friends that we recommend based on oh, yeah. who else you're yeah, friends yeah. with. A thing and someone someone came up but I hadn't seen since school right and I clicked on their profile out of curiosity and then maybe to add them and, and kind of catch up but when I did that I saw a picture of them and their kids and I felt that's I don't I don't feel like I should be able to access pictures of someone's personal life like that so easily and it's yeah. just I just find the social media thing and online privacy really weird because I just don't think people take it seriously enough yeah, there's definitely that. I'm also thinking about, because at, at one point we've all, it felt like there was a period of time where that's, it must have been stories hitting the press or whatever, but everyone then was putting, I remember where we were, putting like stickers over their webcams and then you could buy the little yeah, covers yeah. from it. And a lot of laptops now actually have, have an inbuilt thing. Yeah. So, and I think there, I do have now a, a generally 
a distrust because we have seen stories about like hackers getting into like children's, you know, like the the webcams for parents have in their kids' rooms. A number of smart TVs, I think, had cameras at one point, didn't they? So you could do yeah. gest- gesture control. And there were rumors or stories of, of hackers getting in and, and being able to take. So, you know, we are inviting all these cameras that are connected to the web into our house and just don't ever think like, like, like most things, we never think about the worst thing that can happen. Right. Yeah. And also the tracking of locations as well, which is also very easy to do. Like Apple has an app where you can track other people's phones as, as long as they accept you. Like I find that really weird. And then also on Twitter, I don't know if you remember this, but when you used to post a tweet, used to tell you where you were posting it from that's right yeah 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 i don't yeah. think that happens anymore but it's it's just everywhere it's yeah your, your privacy is not your privacy unless you're really really careful with it yeah yeah so so that's like i said that's what i'm saying i've i found it i was thinking it was going to be a difficult episode to discuss about because ultimately he's bad he was very bad the argument is the people doing it are they kind of not not as bad but are they terrible because they're putting these people through that rather than just going to the police yeah it's almost like they're having they're getting their kicks from putting these people through this it's interesting to know what desperation does isn't it when you know someone's in a desperate state what you would do to hide it and what i did think is obviously what kenick did is obviously quite bad and if that comes up he's in he's in big trouble the ceo or the the person that was racist in her position her career could be over because of this. We don't really know what the moped guy did. But Hector, all he's done, I say all he's done, this is this is quite bad. But what he's done is arranged to meet a prostitute and be unfaithful to his wife. He hasn't committed any crimes. He hasn't, you know, he's not going to be a criminal out of this. He might have to go through a divorce and, you know, what a lot of people do. But that desperation of getting away with it got to a point where he was robbing a bank and abandoning a car. And I just think, at what point do you think, actually, this is enough? I'm just going to deal with the consequences of what I've done? Yeah, valid point. But he said in the car, didn't he, that he said it was his his kids were his life, wasn't it? Or his daughter was his life. So if he couldn't bear to lose her, I guess so. And again, it's, it's a work of fiction. But you, you think, is it because it's just building up that, you think, right, we've just got to do the next thing. We've only got to drive here. We've only got to do this. We've only got to do that. Yeah, maybe maybe it is like that because it's just one thing after another. If you said to Kenny at the start of the day, right, to stop us leaking this, we want you to go here, meet this guy, rob a bank, and then I want you to fight to the death with someone. At that point, you'd probably think about it and go, actually, let's just deal yeah. with what I've done now. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if you think about it, Hector actually, well, I was going to say he didn't, he didn't have to do that much. He was still complicit in a robbery, but he ju- just drove him there and back, then destroyed a car. That's all he did. But, Whereas you know, Kenny, compl- Kenny, complicit well, in a bank robbery, he's, he's going down for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, Kenny stood there holding a gun to somebody's face and asking for yeah. the money. Kenny then has killed someone. Yeah he's got a lot more if the program ended with them getting away with it he's got a lot more that he'd have to live with it's interesting what you said at the start of this and i hadn't clocked it until you said it was the whole first scene where he realizes that kid has left something on the table with the toy on the table as as the, the parent and child leaving i didn't clock that and now i think back to it i'm like that's quite a weird scene isn't it and it's quite a powerful scene because 
actually that's a completely everyday occurrence and you have someone interacting with a child completely unbeknown but that that that's a thing and as a parent myself you kind of think about that and you go oh there's a lot of people out there isn't there it's like how how do you ever know it's one of those scenes right i'd written it down and then like i said when i then came to look up some notes a website i can't remember said they never tried to hide what he did throughout the episode because they said including that first interaction now i think they're looking into it a bit much because it's not like he was overly creepy with her. I think when you see the ending and then you go back, you can say, absolutely, yeah, did he do that because of his his inclination? But, yeah, I guess now if you're looking at that, like you were saying, there must be times or there must be elements where you can see where the distrust comes in. I don't know. It's yeah. it's, it's awkward. It's horrible, isn't it? It's horrible. And But I wanted to come back to, um, so you said you got, that email and I remember somebody we worked with at the time saying that he got one and I remember him saying that and, he, and I remember he laughed it off and said well he goes the worst thing that'll happen if my, if my family want to see me uh do you know he, he said he didn't do it but he was laughing he goes you know the, the worst case scenario would be if they saw that then so be it kind of thing he laughed but yeah so you've got that and obviously you've not done anything but can you imagine if they are spamming that email out and if somebody, and I'm not even saying what Kenny has done, I'm saying just general, um, like you said, normal stuff. There are some people that the, sh- the shock and the shame is going to be horrific for them. Yeah. And so could you imagine that that must have caught so many people? Yeah, I, I reckon so. Because I think you go, you know, like he did when he first got the, um, the email or the text or whatever he got first, he went into complete panic mode. I could see a lot of people doing that. Yeah. I could say, oh my God, what's what's about to happen next? And you kind of go all a bit lightheaded while you kind of panic about what's what's going on. And sometimes maybe it is a bit difficult to take a step back and think logically about it. And you're like, how? How has this person got this video? And how have I got my email address? And and, and things like that. Because what I thought at the start, because you know, they said, oh, we've got this video and they sent it to him. And then they said, can you give me your, can you text me your number or give me your number or something like that? I thought to myself, why don't they have his number already? Like, <laughs> they're in his computer, they're in his emails, they're going to send this video to all his contacts. Surely they've got the number. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. A, it's at that point, I would think that's a scam because I'd think, well, you should have my number already if you're that good and just, yeah, just ignore yeah. it. But it's a. Uh... Oh, and I, I just want to come back before we kind of talk about some other things. I just want to come back to what you said, yeah, about the acting again. Because, yeah, Jerome Flynn Hector at the scene where where Kenny doesn't want to rob the bank. And Kenny realizes that, uh, sorry, Hector realizes that his life is then at, when I say his life at risk, his lifestyle is at risk with, with his wife. He then starts attacking him, doesn't he? In the sense of trying to make him feel ashamed about what he's done. Now, at this point, Hector doesn't know that it's involving children. So at this point, he is a grown man who is pretty much bullying and attacking a young kid and making him feel ashamed for having masturbated. And completely contradicting what you said about five minutes before. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. every, everyone does that. Don't worry about it. Type, type yeah. thing. Um, and it, for me, that's a, that's a, probably an even bigger example of when you said, you know, that 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 good point you made about the the things that desperation what what the things that desperation makes you do. And to me, that almost at that point felt even worse than anything that had happened because, like I said, he's a grown man victimizing a kid. You know. 
Yeah. And you know, remember, at this point, he was about to, he hasn't cheated on his wife yet. He was about to cheat on his wife. And he's making a what, a 17, 18 year old kid, or however old he is, go into a bank and rob it. So you know, at that oh, I point, think he had when... cheated on his wife at that point. I think yeah, that's. Oh, he had so. cheated on his wife. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, when he's asking the kids to go in and almost because it's a kid's going in to cover, help him cover up what he's done. Yeah. At that point, do you think the adult in that conversation thinks actually, let's just stop now? Let's just let's just accept that I've cheated on my wife and you've watched pornography on your on your laptop, yeah. and let's just let's just leave it. Let's not rob this bank. Yeah. But yeah. Desperation takes over. Well, the thing was. Kenny would always then, I think, have to do what he did because he knows what he's done is a lot worse than what Hector did. Yeah. And that's the yeah. thing. Um, but I was having a look at it. So this episode actually from the critics did receive mixed reviews. Many critics praised the two leads acting, um, as you did, but were polarised as to whether the episode's tone was effective, whether the plot twist was good and whether the episode had interesting themes. Now... I think the tone was effective. It's drama like anything else seen. I thought the plot twist was good and I thought it was great how they did it because, again, just like you said, it wasn't a sledgehammer reveal. It was very subtle and yeah. right at the end. Whether the episode had interesting themes, I think, is where I guess I'm coming from. So it was ranked poorly in the critics' list of Black Mirror installments. Brooker stated that the absence of science fiction elements from the episode was a very conscious decision, noting that science fiction is absent from Series 1 episode The National Anthem and Series 2 episode The Waldo Moment. Having recently written Series 3 episode San Junipero, which I think is next, was conceived of as a 1980s period piece, Brooker was interested in writing a present day story he commented that the weird British colloquial nasty humour and seediness of the episode is similar to National Anthem and and I think that's what I was going to say to you, actually. It's an obvious statement, but it's a very British episode, isn't it? That is set in Britain and is British. I know the last episode was, what was that one called? Oh, Playtest. But that was with American characters, etc. Yeah. But this this felt like it was back on track to being like the original series. Do you know what it? I would like to know is the village that the bank was in. I feel like I recognise that village green. I feel like I need to yeah. find out where it is. Um, but yeah, I will I will find out. Oh, you should you should have looked up. You should have looked up. They did. They uh, said High Wycombe at one point, didn't they? Did they? I think when they okay. were driving, they said it's just outside High Wycombe. Okay, uh, so but I've never. So I, I don't know if that's where it is. Yeah. The story went through many iterations, starting from an idea similar to Reservoir Dogs, where a group of strangers were put together to commit a robbery. Some drafts did not imply that Kenny was looking at child pornography. In one version of the story, there was no reason why the events were happening, and in another, the roles were reversed, with Hector having the extremely dark secret. In a different draft, the hacks were actually shown, and they were shown to be in an internet cafe in Eastern Europe, having blackmailed the characters for fun. And the episode was originally set in the United States, as this would make it easier for the characters to get... <laughs> Sorry, this one. I stopped because I hadn't actually read it when I... I'd put it down, but they said it in the States as this would make it easier for the characters to get access to a gun and the time frame with the storyline was initially <laughs> longer. So, I mean, that, that statement there. So I've got had some Easter eggs, but you mentioned some to me and you you told me by WhatsApp and you actually said that you saw them and you then admitted that you hadn't <laughs> seen them. And I said, you could have, you could have fooled me. No, I didn't. I, I kind of looked up and I thought it was quite interesting how there was three on what... 
I think there was around four, but there's three on one screenshot. On you tell on me one. what you had because I've got some here, but you tell me the ones you've got. Yeah. Okay. Well, God, you put me on the spot now. At the end, when they're doing the reveal, when uh, the CEO um, gets a, is looking at the news reports on her computer and she's being accused of racism and obviously quite a high power thing, there was three Easter eggs on that one computer screen. There is a mention of. Prime Minister Michael Callow. He keeps popping up, doesn't he? He's been in every episode. He's done well, <laughs> yeah. hasn't he? he? He sounds like he's getting a divorce. Um, so his wife must have had enough like at, at this point. So we, I feel like we're keeping track on their relationship yeah. As, yeah. as time goes on. So last time he got Which tucked out made of the me zoo, quite didn't sad. he? Yeah, it made me quite sad yeah. when I read that. Because in the last one, yeah, I wonder where this bit's in. He was, he was seen in the zoo. And it's like, yeah. no, actually, I was hoping that maybe they could have got through that. But... But yeah, yeah, so the Prime Minister from the first episode, yeah. Prime Minister. And then on the bottom right, there was references to the ongoing trial of Victoria Scalane, the woman who was forced to relive the same day in White Bear. Yep. Um, and there was another one. Oh, no, no, There's no. There's actually no. another two in that scene, apparently. Another two on that scene. Yeah. Oh, go on. Oh, I'm, oh yeah, go on. Go on. You mentioned your two on the ones... Yeah, so that one, because like you said, it's a news site. And so there's also an an advertisement for cookies, which is relation to White Christmas. Apparently, there's also a banner for a new TV show called 15 Million Merits. Yes, you're right. Yeah, so it's four Easter eggs on the same screenshot. Yeah, there's a couple of other Easter eggs. Have you got those? Yeah, I've got one that on his laptop, Kenny's laptop, there's a Waldo sticker. I'm really um, gutted I missed that. I, you know, I really <laughs> want to see but you know what it is? I'm so then head down creating notes for the, for the episode yeah. that I'm then missing these. I think it was very subtle because I think it's the screenshot I saw of it was you can see the laptop in the background. You know when he slams it, right, yeah, he slams yeah. it shut and gets on his phone? Yeah. So the phone's in the foreground and the laptop's in the background with a Waldo sticker on it. Okay, and I had one more that I've not... Not that I'd found myself, but I found online. Have you? Have you Go got? On, I'll let you. I'll let you take credit for this one. I don't know this one. So again, this is another White Christmas one. The restaurant Kenny works at is called Barney's, which was listed as part of Greta's schedule. So the one who was the the woman who was creating her cookie, apparently in a in a schedule of things she had to do that day was um was go to Barney's apparently so oh wow yeah. that really is a loose easter egg isn't it yeah so what i like about that though is that it is still implying that it is a connected universe you know it's yeah yeah it's it's, it's quite good isn't it i do like that well keep on looking out for my color see how he how, yeah. how he finishes yeah. up yeah before we get to the score is there anything else you want to say about the episode or was there anything i think it's kind of linked to the scores what i was going to say and what i was going to ask you is obviously it's a bit of a controversial episode and I think that's going to come out in the scores of, of kind of what we think. But would this episode make you feel better if the crime wasn't involving children? Like if it was something, I don't know, a, a bit weirder, that would more embarrass him rather than lock him up. You know, he's, he's watching something on the internet which was, is more embarrassing and he kind of goes through that and he wants to keep that a secret. Does that make it better? And it's the fact that it's disturbing about the children. I think the disturbing thing for me is twofold. One is, yeah, making people. So there's an element for for 90% of it, 95% of it, you're seeing people doing things against their will and that's disturbing. But then, yeah, basically the the reveal of what he's done 
because you then feel horrible for having felt sympathy for him and that's then yeah. it, it puts it on you the viewer i think yeah if it was anything else he embezzled money or stolen money from there or was catfishing someone i mean i'm not saying that's great but yeah maybe you look at it and you think but then i don't think he would have done what he needed to do i think that came from that desperation that he knew what he did was was yeah. horrific i, I, I don't know i mean the fact it was horrific also added to the shock factor at the end, I felt. Yeah. Like, I don't think you've got, got that same reaction of the empathy if it was embezzling money or, you know, leading someone on online. I, I just, yeah. I don't think you'd get the same, oh my God, what's he done type thing. I don't feel sorry for you anymore. Um, so it's obviously designed like that. I think that's the thing because, yeah, like I said, for 90, 90% of it, you're seeing people do stuff against their will and looking really distressed. Then... For 5%, and I'm making these values up, he's then had to do something horrific. He's murdered someone. So already then you can't you can't like him. But then, like I said, it depends where you see it. Because you, so you, you hadn't realized at that point that he'd mentioned or alluded to what he did. But yeah, when you, when you find out what he's done, yeah, the whole episode, you felt sympathy for someone that at the end you despise. Yeah, yeah it's... Um... And it's funny because like, I felt like at the end, when the police turned up, I feel like the murder was kind of seen as the lesser of the three evils that he'd done. Like, I felt like when the police turned up, I felt like he felt like, oh, I've been found out about the, the pornography on, on, the, on the laptop because his mum's just found out. He's just committed a murder. Yeah, which I don't know about. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's hiding the fact that he's what he's ashamed about the pornography bit. It's, uh... And let's not forget that was filmed as well. The, mur- the, the murder would have been filmed because that was on the drone with the camera. So that yeah. would have been filmed as well. So, yeah. Um, okay, we're going to get to the crucial bit then. What is your score for this? Now, my score is interesting, but we'll let you go first. <laughs> Do you know what? I I really like this episode. And when I say I really like it, because it had an impact. Um, and I think that's what these episodes have decided to do. So I'm going to score it highly on that. But I am going to take points off because of a sensitive subject that's about. and the thought of things like that in the real world and people like that in the real world and freaks me out being a dad as well. So I think I would have given it nine if it wasn't fat crime, but I'm going to, I'm going to deduct two points and give it a seven. What's interesting is that's my score, but for something else, but yeah, no, I like, I like your reasoning. I like your reasoning. I was floating between a six and a seven. And this is where, this is why I let you go first. Yeah, I know. (laughs) As an episode of TV, I thought it was good. And this is what I was, this is what I was saying at the start. And I'm trying to articulate as an episode of TV, as an episode of drama, it was good. I think the, it was really effective. The crime he's done. I can see why you've taken a score off as a bit of drama. I thought it was compelling TV as a black mirror episode for me, what I see black mirror as, I don't know. It, it was missing those key things. So yeah. like, you know, white bear, that, that was brilliant. It's a similar sort of thing, right? We, we've already said it's a similar thing, but in that one, there's a whole technology of wiping someone's mind and, and it becoming like a reality show. Yeah, That's why I'm going to give it a seven, because I think as a bit of TV, I think it was good TV. But as a Black Mirror episode, I don't quite think it was was up there. So yeah, yeah for, for me, I'm giving it a seven. So we've, yeah, we've given it the same, yeah. 
So it is quite quite interesting because at the start of it, she said, I don't know how um, well we're going to talk about this. It's going to be a review. And I don't know how much you're going to edit out, but I feel like we've chatted for quite a while. Um, so I think we've done all right. I was going to make a joke that we always kind of say that or I always say that. And it's, uh, yeah, we always then do talk about it. Okay, so next episode, you will be stepping up to the plate and that's um, San Junipero. Do you remember that one? No, I don't know. That's another one I know I've definitely watched, but I don't remember too much. So that's why I'm enjoying about these episodes because I know what they're about roughly, loosely, but I'm still getting shocked by them because I don't remember exactly the full stories. Anything else from you before we go? No, I was just going to go and get some blue tack to cover up my webcam until next week. <laughs> yeah, <then> I... <laughs> you, can, you can imagine people as they're doing it or, yeah, or, <laughs> or, or watch, watching that episode again or listening to this are covering up, but yeah. Okay, well, we'll see you next time to discuss San Junipero. If I want your opinion, I will give it to you. Come on, check what we've got, cause you need it, don't make us get.